Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Loving Care with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the Wheel of Shame, which has only the trashiest of trash TLC and Discovery Plus shows that we will be studying. Hi, Kate. Hi, Polly. My sick, Kate. my sick friend. <laughs> <laughs> I am guys I'm recording this lying in bed like was what was that famous was it Elizabeth Brown or Elizabeth Browning I can't remember it's like a Victorian writer that spent all her time in bed and that's who I felt Emily Brown oh, something like that sorry but she spent all her time in bed and that's literally who I am right now because I'm so stuffed I'm so sorry guys if I sound worse than I usually sound, um, I'm very, very congested and just sniffly, snoffly. And Kate, I'm going to tell you how I got this. I, I think it's just like, it's either, I think it's the flu, but I'm just trying to say it's a cold. But I realized how I got this. So my neighbor and my darling friend, Steph, she and I walk a lot in the neighborhood and she has a Puff, 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 Pomeranian called Leo. Mm-hmm. And Leo is dream angel baby puff, right? And um, obviously when I see him, I pick him up, kiss, 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 all over his face, all over his little paws, wherever, just kiss Leo. And and we walked, and then the next day Steph texts me, and she's like, oh, I'm so ill. And I was like, oh, no, you are? Oh, I'm fine. And then the next day I was like, boom. So basically, I contracted it from kissing a Pomeranian. 
Oh, how? I mean, well, that's probably the best way to get sick. It's the best. <laughs> you know what? Actually. It's the best way. It's the best way. Kissing, oh. puff, puff, puff. So, <clears throat> yeah, I do apologize if I'm very sniffly the de- stuffy. The, the dedication is the admirable, de- though. Is the Thank dedication. You. How are you doing, Kate? How are you in Austin tonight? I'm doing well. I'm drinking some Chardonnay. Oh. And just enjoying my evening. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Are you good time? Are you feeling full of love? Because even though this is going out tomorrow, it is Valentine's Day, guys. It is. I am. <laughs> it's been a lovely day. I saw some beautiful flowers that somebody got you, and they are so perfect. They're gorgeous. <laughs> I also, more importantly, got brought a sandwich <laughs> today. Oh well, then that's true love, <laughs> dude. True love. If you got, a, if you got a sandwich, I mean, right now. You know, this is, you talk about dedication. It's Valentine's Day. And Kate and I are beating off men left, right. And I mean, they are, and by the way, I just realized saying beating off, but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not the best choice of words. (laughs) Oh. Men, women. I am so. I'm very immature, especially when I get sick. I get as though I'm kind of drunk. I get very like loopy. I also get excessively needy. Okay. So Kate, you know that I tell you, obviously pretty much a doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, you know, there aren't qualifications there, but don't really need them when you have my level of skill. Um, You get the gist. Yeah. Get the gist. Yeah. And you know, they always say that doctors are the worst patients, so hence why I'm a terrible patient. But I sent a video to one of my best friends on when, when I was really feeling bad this weekend, and it's just a video of me looking like shit. And I'm coughing in it, I'm sneezing in it, and I just said to him, I said, I'm sending you this video purely so I can get a ton of sympathy from you. And that bastard didn't even watch the video until a day later. So I... <laughs> I think I might know who this is. And that is so funny. I was so angry. I said, I was in the pits of flu, desperation, attention seeking, and sent you a video to get some attention from you. And you couldn't even be bothered to watch my video. Couldn't be bothered. It's, it's a really, it's, it's been a really great weekend. (laughs) Well, I am from across the country just petting your hair giving you a hug attention attention little little tiny kiss on the forehead thank you so much i appreciate it i appreciate it so much guys (laughs) um okay i'm gonna stop feeling (laughs) stop feeling sorry for myself um kate we are just gonna say as well um so this is obviously the regular show that is coming out today you're listening to this on wednesday um we could not release our extra special bonus episode on Tuesday um of 90 day fiance the other way because there wasn't a bloody episode stupid super bowl okay i wanted to see i was deaf i am so excited to see the older woman in it i am so excited to see jen going over to india like it's such a great show i'm i'm in love with it kate what's the older woman debbie is that her name <laughs> I don't, could yeah. be very oh, likely yeah, it's it's really good I was sad too I was I didn't even realize I was like about to go look for it and you text me you're like there's no show like, no. I know 
But you know what yeah. you did? You did a Kate always does a lot of work, but work today that you put in on our Instagram. So okay, I go to the Instagram. Obviously, Kate and I both have access to our Instagram, and we we don't really communicate when we're posting stuff. We'll just find no. stuff and we'll post it. Um, yeah. No, no, you know, no structure. <laughs> <laughs> no throw communication just, just throw, throw it up. shit up <laughs> so sometimes there's always little surprises for one another anyway so I go I go to think if I'm going to post just think if I'm going to post things Kate was like one two three four another reel another post all for Valentine's Day guys if you have not seen our Instagram go to tender love and care podcast Kate put so much stuff up today and it was all of a great caliber Kate it was wonderful I put a lot yeah you did it was duly (laughs) noted and I am not taking I cannot take credit for any of it all I did is I was just really um missing Darcy so I just got two scenes of her meeting Jesse in the airport put it together and put that on our reel because that's the truest love story of our time just I the zoom in the zoom in of her Louboutin in the escalator I mean there has never been a greater love story ever told no than those two and you for, you forget he looks so young in it and you forget he was like 15 years younger <laughs> he can't. Like four years old or something he's like he i'm was... your new stepdad i guess oh, and aspen oh. and whatever her name is are like Annika, oh, Annika. Annika, Annika. i did watch kate an episode because while i've just been feeling sorry for myself and not getting any attention from my friends um i have been watching obviously tons of shit tv and i thought well i'll have a look at the most recent darcy and stacy episode oh, hey i mean i don't know on? if i don't know if you've been watching it it's just it it's what's challenging it's not only looking at what they've done to their faces with the injections and the threads, which is, if you don't know, guys, is a surgeon putting a, an actual surgical thread in your face and pulling it up inside so that your face gets lifted. Snatched. It's so snatched. <laughs> the whole face is so big because of fillers and the lips and the nose mm. is barely there anymore. And and it's that, but then their bodies, because they've done, obviously they've done their lipo and they've done whatever they've done and their boobs are so monstrously big and they're so teeny tiny <laughs> and short. Their clothes are like holding on for dear life on their bodies, everything. So I'm just uncomfortable every time I watch them. And um, the latest one I watched, Darcy and Stace are having a big fight because um yeah because you know Stacy's getting married and um Flo- Florian has new teeth but he does not have a job so um you know Darcy's like he needs to get a job he needs to get a job and Stacy's like I know he will and Florian's really really up- upset that he has to work um yeah me too Florian <laughs> and they're looking at wedding venues and the costs sorry Cost of the wedding, the wedding plus like yes, it will be six figures. And Stacy's like, yeah, that's fine. Um, uh-huh. Florian doesn't have a job. I just want. I don't know where this money comes from, but it's, House of Eleven does. So sorry, so sorry. Anyway, it's good, <laughs> but um, 
But yeah, Kate, the other news this week, very quickly before we get into our two shows, Christine Sister Wives revealed her new boyfriend. Big news. <gasps> Huge. And she Huge. said, love of my life. I mean, oh. he is going to be chopping. I just see him right now angrily chopping wood at Coyote Pass with those gloves on, that axe in his hand. Yeah. And he's just chopping away. I mean, I, I'm so happy for her. I saw someone on social media commenting and being like, oh, well, that was quick. And I'm like, no, it really wasn't mm. when you're in a loveless marriage for, I don't know. 10 years yeah exactly exactly wow so anyway that 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 was I I was very happy to see that me too she looks good Mm. she looks so happy she does yeah okay guys I'm sorry Uh, if you hear me coughing and yawning I mean look I'm not a professional at the best of times but this really is dire I do apologize um Kate do you want to go in to our first show yes I would. Okay. So last week, the first show that we pulled is mm. called I Love a Mama's Boy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. This is how TLC describes the show Dating an extreme mama's boy is the mother of all problems. Ooh. A mom's coddling and spoon feeding can lead to a serious romantic crisis. These young women compete for the affection of their significant others with their significant mothers. So clear. The writing is outstanding. TLC is putting out beautiful work. It really is. Yeah. Um, Kate, we need to mention now, you know, the wheel of shame is a living being and Mm -hmm. it has responded to us many a time. Like you have requested something and it turned up. Yep. And it gives us what we need, not necessarily what we're asking for, but what we need. Mm -hmm. And what it did last week is pulled two shows in the exact same vein. It's so strange. It gave us a themed episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Very interesting. Um, of uh, overbearing mothers in different situations. I so. that is not wrong. I mean, my analysis for both of the shows was simply: this is my first note. These shows are all about parents and children who are sexually attracted to each other. I mean, I the sexual tension. In some of these episodes, I was like, I don't know if I should be watching this. You could cut it with a knife. I <laughs> feel the same way. And it's definitely some more than others, which we mm-hmm. have obviously will get into. Maybe we mm-hmm. should rate them on like, what was the sexual tension scale? I like sometimes, that a lot. Sometimes, sometimes we do like the ratings, you know, of the different, you know, ep- like characters. That. Okay. So that'll be our rating this week. Mm, um, good idea. So... Let's let's just dive in, right? You so, go in. Go into who you want to start with. Okay. So the first couple that I have written down here is Robert and Christy Hernandez. <gasps> the oh. MMA fighters. They're they're both MMA fighters. Uh, yeah. The they met at the gym. They have two kids. And the mom hates the the wife. I the only reason that they said at the beginning, well. 
do you know the reason it, they got married they eloped and the mom hates that she wasn't there and then but, uh, this is you're saying hates that is not even a strong enough this woman is so horrific this mother nancy like i honestly i i couldn't i was getting so worked up watching it kate mm-hmm. this woman despises this Kirsty. chris is it christy or kirsty christy christy so so much the it's to do with control it's to do with possession and it isn't like little snide remarks it's like you are a disgusting person that's not worthy of my son you have cheated on him you have you trapped him by getting pregnant nothing to do with the man because the man has no control by the way remember kate if you get someone pregnant no control it's all the woman's responsibility yeah um so she says, you know, you trapped him by getting him pr- by getting pregnant. You did that deliberately. She comes over because you can't cook. You don't know what you're doing. You should get out of here. She is vile. There's nothing. There's nothing even underhand or, or, or cloaked or masked about her hatred towards this woman. And I want to cry. Like I got so because I'm so sick. But I got so emotional because, you know, you can't win. In a situation when you have a monster like that and a completely weak man, this guy said, I'm terrified of my mother. I'm not standing up to her. And he sits there as his mother says horrendous things about the mother of his children and his wife. And he's just like, yes, mum." Well, she cuts up his food and puts it in his mouth. I Disgusting. She's questioning if the one of the children is even his. So she's like wanting them to get a paternity test and all this stuff. And it's just like, it's just all so rude. It's, it's, you know, there was a level of it, obviously we know the work TLC does. And we're like, how much I was looking at this and being like, how much this is really put on, but Mm -hmm. this woman is nasty. Like she's a woman you wouldn't want to meet down a dark alley at night. Let's just say that she looks like she has a shiv and she's about to like attack you. She's aggressive she's angry, she's nasty, and she's vindictive. And I think, you know, you're in love with your partner and you just cannot pick the parents and you can get really horrendous luck like this girl has. And she says, you know, I've known, she's like, I've known Robert for years. I think they knew each other for a really, really long time. As you said, they were both training and MMA fighters. And she's had two children to him. I mean, this Mm -hmm. isn't like a, uh, they might get, you know, just a casual relationship. And she is so horrendous to her. And Christy's one of those women. It's really interesting. She kind of has that thing where she speaks with no, she has no reaction on her face at all. Mm -hmm. It's really, really strange. Mm -hmm. And she kind of speaks with her mouth a little bit closed as well. She kind of does that. So it's so weird because, you know, both of us were expressive people. um, And, you know, there just doesn't seem to even be facial expressions with her. And, you know, this Robert sat down and goes, yeah, so um, we, how do you, I mean, he's, he's the problem. When you break down these type of relationships, He's the problem. The mother sits and destroys this woman's personality, her morals, everything to him. And he just goes, okay, mum. And then he sits down to with his wife and he says, how do you feel about tests? Let's get a DNA test um, on my daughter because my mum doesn't think it's mine. 
And Christy, most people would, you know, do a Teresa Girici and throw the table, just, just go insane. But she's just going, this is awful. What you're asking me is terrible. And your mum is so, she says, your mum is so dumb, she doesn't even get genetics. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't say that about my mum. Don't start saying that about my mum. And she's like, your mum is saying I cheated on you. Your mum says she wants me dead, practically. And and he is, Kate, it was so hard to watch. It was. And we're saying she's aggressive. She was. Like, from the beginning, the mom says to the camera, (laughs) like, he's like, he goes, everyone knows my mom's crazy. And then the camera pans to her and she's like, everyone knows you don't mess with my son or you mess with me. It's like that. And so I don't even know how I would be around her as his wife. Like I wouldn't, I break up with him. That's the thing. I mean, you know, this is a lesson to us all. If you're about to get into a relationship or you're in a new relationship, like I look at this and I think I will never ever be in a position where as much as I love someone, if they don't stand up to their parents, if their parents happen to be unpleasant people generally, which I hope is not the case, but if they are, bail, go, because it's never going to get fixed. If their son or daughter does not stand up to them now, they never will. And these are grown adults. And the level of possession over him is, it's vile. It's, it's, I need to be with him constantly. I need to be there all the time. I'm the only one that can look after him. And you wonder where all of this goes. Because she has another son. We see that there's another son. Oh, Nancy. Has yeah. The, okay. Yeah. And she barely even looked at him. It, it was strange. It was like she has this possession over the, her, this one son, Robert. I don't. Kate, they were awful, awful people. What's the sexual tension rating from a scale of zero to 10? Very low on this one. I would go two and a half. Yeah. I two agree and a half. That. Great. Who's next? This is Kelly and Matt. Uh, mm. So Matt uh, <laughs> is straight. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, apparently. apparently. Uh, Okay, got it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, him and his ex-fiance built a house on his mom's property. And then after four years together, one of those years they're engaged, <laughs> they break up because the ex will not accept his mom, who he describes as his best friend, someone who's 110% involved in his life. Um, so that's where we kind of uh, meet him at when we start the series here or the season. Um, so he is dating this girl, Brittany. Um, he's waited to even tell his mom and he tells us that, um, she will not get the girlfriend title without mom's approval. And that's the most important thing. Um, the mom, I did appreciate had those really cute palms in the stroller. Did you see that? Okay. Now that was the one thing I was like, okay, great. I'm okay. We started the episode talking about pom poms, and I see this woman, and I'm like, nightmare. I see Matt, and I'm like, he's a nightmare, and his partner's theme. Moving on, I was like, he's he's in love with his mother. He's supporting the mother, being as possessive. These these men are just like, oh, that's how she is. No, you're in your thirties. 
that you understand that this is not only just not the norm, but it's completely detrimental to every aspect of your life. So I'm already on a rage. Then I see she comes in with a little stroll stroll and she takes out two Pomeranians that were barely, I would say, from my pom knowledge, under a year. They've gone past their puppy uglies, which I think should be called puppy beautifuls because they're Pomeranians. But it's a stage where they have all this fluff coming out. And Matt was holding one beautifully, very lovingly, as was she. And they fell asleep in both their arms and I lost my shit. I wasn't even paying attention to anything they were saying. (laughs) Just looking at the dog. Hey, I could feel the fluff. Yeah, so she she got a lot of points, honestly, from that. She did. She really did. I'm very easily persuaded, guys. Yeah. Tell, tell me you love Pomeranians and I'm yours. I mean, it's that yeah. easy. Yeah. So um, basically, uh, he tells us that after what happened with his ex, he mm. knows that his mom is just going to put this new girl through hell. His yeah. Words. Um, I think maybe something that could be going on in this particular family that he maybe doesn't want to get super close to these girls he's dating because maybe he's not as attracted to them as he would be. So he's kind of having the mom as his like main support system person in his life. And then Mm -hmm. he has these girls that kind of come in and she shoots them down and he's like, that's okay. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. That is exactly what I was thinking because I, I don't see Matt. I don't see Matt and Brittany work. We see her for a little bit. He's, you can literally see him going, oh shit mum didn't like another girlfriend well she's probably gonna have to go and I'm never gonna be able to sleep with her shit darn (laughs) one bites the dust we should add as well guys this series is this I love a mama's boy and we chose um as you can tell from we put on our Instagram we did we did season three episode one and just episode two because there are three seasons of this and I think this season is going on for quite a while and we should also note Kate that we find out in another one is that um some of these people are like have been on previous seasons so we kind of saw a little bit of their backstory Mm -hmm. um but so most of these people have been on a previous season and this is them coming back so yeah Kelly and, and Matt I mean when it comes to sexual tension what would you give this one Kate well I'd give it a zero because she's a woman um exactly um I would agree with that one now we have a, a one one more and then the biggie which we're going to leave for the end um but, um Trey and Lorenda um this is Trey and his mum Lorenda uh-huh. now <laughs> it's very apt because we saw that they're not allowed he's not allowed to have Valentine's Day with his is it girlfriend or wife um girlfriend they're They're they have a kid but they're Mm. not married yeah yeah he's not allowed to have a valentine's day with um his girlfriend because his mother is um 
is is her birthday on Valentine's Day. So she goes, no, that's always my day. We only spend it together. You see him going to buy the mother flowers and taking her out for dinner and all of that. And then the girlfriend comes in and she's like, I've never even got flowers from him. I mean, it's. Why doesn't he just take the mom out for lunch? Absolutely. Go stroll in the park, do whatever, have a nice afternoon with the mom. Absolutely. Pick up some flowers on your way home. Take the wife out or take the girlfriend out to dinner. Well, we should we should also note that the mother literally lives in like their back garden. In like a shed? (laughs) Yeah, it's like kind of like a shed. It's really strange. And he's a really, really hardworking guy. He gets up at like 3 a.m. or something to start work. And the mother gets up then, cooks his breakfast. And she's like, oh, she should be in there doing it for you. The woman works full time and has a child. Just, just, I mean, these partners can't win and they're never, ever going to win. And these two, I just, it's just so disheartening to see, I can't, you know, being in love with someone and seeing them never have your side. That's what it is. It's not about you should be um, cutting these strings and be terrible to your mother they're not asked that you're just like support me and be on my team because when you're in a relationship you should be teammates it should be I go I back you you back me that's it that's that's a great relationship but these morons decided that you know they live with these rules in their head that has been passed on to them that from you know relation from their parents which is extremely destructive of I come before everything Mm-hmm. So you're you're never going to have a chance in life because they are going to be tied to these parents. And it's just this cycle of abuse that keeps on going. Exactly. Um, I think it's Abby, the girlfriend who mm. is saying some of these types of things to us. And she says um, that Lorena or sorry, Lorenda will always be Trey's number one. And it's very toxic. And it's just, it's hard. It's really, it's actually really sad. Like this show was not an easy watch. Like the next one we're going to talk about was actually ridiculous and super funny, but like watching Nancy and these children involved that are grandchildren to me, it was just, it made me, it really, really hurt me watching it. Um, But, you know, in the case of um, Trey and his girlfriend, what was her name? Abby. Abby, she said that they'd known each other since teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, so she was brought up with this woman. And yet this woman is so angry to let her son have their own life. And essentially what it comes down to is these women are, they just refuse to, um, they realize that children have grown up, they've made their children their entire life. So they have no identity. Their children gets to an age where they start having their own individual life. They don't need, and, and they, these women panic uh, because their entire life have been their children and they you know usually don't have a social life don't have friends don't have interests don't have hobbies don't have a job and so they go well without my child I'm nothing and that should be a rule that you learn as a to be a good parent you need to be an individual away from your child because they they grow up and if you if you don't have any identity at all, you still sit there talking about, you know, them winning a football match in high school. I mean, it's when they're like 30 years old, it's pathetic. Right. 
I completely agree. Um, did we see any uh, partners of the moms this whole time? That's another point. It's all women that are alone. Uh, yeah. You know? So so the sons have mm. kind of stepped in as pseudo husbands. And- Which is so fucked up. Like That's yeah. where it gets all messy. Sexual attraction on this one, Kate. Mm, pretty low for yeah, this pretty, one pretty low i mean the real sexual the real sexual attraction we're going to get to in our second show but i mean um this one i give it a two there's definitely two. some late there's lingering vibes there you know? yeah very soft <laughs> lingering it's it's more of like a a caretaking type of love mm. part, partner love uh type of thing she's mm. She does a lot of chores, the mom. Like uh, she's like mowing the lawn. She's washing <laughs> their bed sheets. It's like mm, you don't know, know what they're doing in there last night. Yeah, it's mm. it's total lack of boundaries. Oh, we didn't even mention they're like on TikTok. That's like their gimmick. Oh, they, they were are. the TikTok family. So of they're always like off in the yard making TikToks. I'm like, mm-hmm. this would be so freaking annoying. I know. Yeah. Then we meet. <laughs> now this was this was the ruby in the crown. This these are, people are batshit crazy, and including the girlfriend, which makes it wonderful. So you have Shakabe uh, and his mother Layla and his girlfriend Emily. Now we see we introduce them and we see a throwback of the girlfriend. <laughs> raging at the mother throwing all of these potted plants of hers into the garden screaming at the mother going up to the glass like the mother is just stood behind a glass door taunting this girlfriend emily and emily's up against the glass screaming in her face apparently in the previous season she was on and on and on at shakabe at getting a engagement ring and she wanted a forty thousand <laughs> $40,000 engagement ring. And of course, the mother was in his ear saying, You can't marry Emily. She's a disaster. She's the worst. Don't marry her. And what we saw in the, what we didn't see in the previous season, but we saw in this flashback, is that he ended up giving her a promise ring instead. And she, Emily lost her mind. So the reason this one is, is so, fab, uh, so funny is because you can't root for any of them. They're all no. awful people. Oh my gosh, that throwback footage had me in stitches laughing. Same. It is so, so because a lot of times you watch these reality shows and the men are being assholes about the women and they're saying like what does he say? I wrote it down. Um go there cuz they're interviewing the couple at right at the beginning of the season mm. and um they're like oh so you guys took a br-. the producers like oh so you guys took a break right and they're like yeah yeah we took a break after emily's little breakdown and i i leaned in and i was like <laughs> what breakdown and uh now we're living together so things are great cuz we're living together and that fixed everything God. And so then, like you say, the promise ring. Oh, we're it's like we're engaged to be engaged. <laughs> and he says that she went batshit and mm. she went batshit. I mean, mm. I, I took it with a grain of salt when he said it. I'm like, oh, she probably like raised her voice and ran out of the house. No, 
She's chucking the ring over a balcony. Oh my God. She's picking up these plants and shaking them in the mom's face. It and was. then she's throwing them at the house and like grinding them into the house. I mean, it was oh. pure. It was pure comedy. I was laughing as well, Kate. It was amazing. And then, then Emily is like complete fucking psycho and she goes so we had to move in together so what i did is i made him i know i put his name on the lease so he had to move in she probably forged his signature and everything probably probably she is amazing she's a nut job and then we see talk about animals little tootsie or what was his name oh she had two little dogs i i I didn't get their names no no, it was the bird I'm talking about. Oh, the, the, the bird, mo- the bird, yes. So she has a little parakeet. And um, Layla, the mother, has a parakeet who she's obsessed with, which I love, as is Shakib, but it's called like Tootsie or something. And they've, they're both like madly in love with it. It's so great. He comes over just to see the bird. It's, it's really kooky. Anyway, yeah. so he, he sat down with the mother and the mother's going, Emily's awful. She's a nightmare. You shouldn't be. I'm not going to come over to the house if she's there. She's not coming over to my house. I don't want to see her. You need to break up with her. So go on a date with my friend's daughter. And he's like, okay, mum. So he goes on a date with another woman. And she's like, this, and Layla's like, this woman's going to be perfect because she loves me. She's my best friend's um, daughter. She just came from, I think it was Egypt. She knows how to respect me. And so he goes and he sits with her in, He's his, Steve, a, in his Steve Jobs outfit. Did you see his outfit stop. and his hair? <laughs> looks like Come Steve on. Jobs. His black turtleneck and he has his hair like pushed forward and he's just being such a freaking dork. It was so weird. And and he's completely like engaged with her as if yeah. he was on a date. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, he's on a date. And this girl's like, yeah, you know, I really, what do you like to do? What do you do? do, do? And I'm like, they're having a full on date. And he's like, well, I should say that I'm kind of in a relation relationship. He's living with her. He's engaged to be engaged. I'm kind of in a relationship. No, I, and he goes, no, I should. I mean, well, I'll just say it. I'm kind of in a relationship. And this girl's like, oh, oh, okay. That bastard goes on a date and says, well, he's engaged, practically engaged to another woman. And then he goes home to Emily and he says to the cam crew, yeah, I mean, I can't say that I haven't thought about her, which is the other girl that he went on a date with, can't remember her name. Can't say that I haven't thought about her. I, They are I, a disaster. I bet the day that Emily saw this footage, she threw more than one flower I... against the wall. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. I just... Sneezed all over me. I'm so sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, she was. She just. She burnt that house to the ground. That's what she did. The mom too. She's like. Oh. She says to him, "You already broke my heart and left me for Emily. It's not right." And I was like, it, "You sound like his girlfriend." Like it. It, it was just it's, so strange the wording it, she was using. Oh yeah. I mean. It, those this honestly i would carry on watching this show to watch those three because they were oh, and yeah. the and the pomeranians did we i saw a preview and then i but i also missed the like last part of the last mm-hmm. episode we watched um i saw a preview of her they're in someone's house i think the mom's house and she's screaming at the mom and then she like climbs 
over oh the railing to leave the house instead of going around and going hey, down the stairs. Hey, hey, I saw that and I nearly started crying laughing so basically we see this scene that she is up in this mother's face screaming very violently like in this woman's face and then the mother's like completely chill and calm like this happens all the time she's like just go so instead of taking they were like on it's like an apartment like a two-story townhouse and so it had like stairs up and then it was like open plan so instead of going down the stairs she climbed over the balcony and like spider-man like climbed her way down it was the most bizarre thing I had seen. It it was kookadoo. It was like the that scene in Hereditary where Tony Collette is like up on the ceiling. Yes, it, it was like <laughs> it, like I was expecting something like that to happen. It was it so was. wild. It was as though they they did quick TLC had quickly come in and put a stunt woman in her <laughs> place because it looked so the way she was climbing down. She looked like she was rock climbing. It Why was did she in, make that choice. Because she's a nut job, and I'm I love it. I'm gonna keep watching this show. For I sure. think I, I might. I thought I it was I so funny. I think couple. I have to fast forward past the Nancy, Robert, and Christy because that's oh. too painful. I'm not watching oh, that. But sure. I'll I'll watch the Pomeranians, and I'll watch these three. That's what I'll do because it's just it, they were she, that Emily is. A... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Kate, I mean, we've only seen two episodes in season three, but what rating would you give this from zero to 600 pounds of learning? How much have you learned from this show? Um, well, well, first, before I answer that, the sexual Mm. tension meter, I would say is that a five. Yeah, there's a lot. She's doing a lot of kissing. So I will do a five with you. I'll do a five with you on that one. Five, four or five. Uh, and then as far as pounds of learning, um, so if it's your first time listening, we rate each show that we watch on a scale of zero to 600 pounds of learning. This is a tribute to my 600 pound life. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great show on the network. Um, so I would give this pretty high. I think I would go maybe like 450 for That's this. Um, for me, oh, it was 600, so it's 450. I'll do I'll do a good 400. I'll do a good 400 on this. I mean, guys, it really is a shit show. And it's yeah. it's it's indicative of the great work that TLC is does when they get casting right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give this I'll give this 400. Yeah, I think I'll probably put it on while I'm like putting up weird Instagram stories for our podcast. <laughs> perfect background. Perfect. perfect. All um, right, guys. So. As we said, the theme that The Wheel of Shame gave us, the second show we got this week was a show that some of you may be familiar with, Smothered, and it reads as such. And by the way, we already know that this, you know, recap, like reading this is not going to go my voiceover reel, um, you know, just just this week, but I'll be back to normal yep. next week. Okay. Yep. If, if you thought you knew what the phrase like mother, like daughter meant, Just wait until you meet these four outrageous mother-daughter duos who take their bonds to the extreme. Actually, I still think that was pretty good. I actually still think that was pretty good, Kate. I think it was better than a lot of people's would have been. Uh, And when they're not sick. You know, there we go. All right. Um, So this show smothered, just for reference, this is season four. We did episode one and we did episode two. And this is the first line of the first episode that we opened with. 
a young woman, lovely looking, normal looking, regular woman in Pasadena, California, says, and I quote, if I could, I would just lie in bed all day naked with my mum. <clears throat> so that's that's Paula. I I am so upset. I feel like we probably shouldn't have been watching what we saw these two do. I'm not exaggerating, you guys. If you had this on mute with no subtitles, Paula and Francia's segment, and someone was like, oh, this is a new TLC show. You know, it's lesbian couples getting used to living, you know, newlywed lesbian couples. And you watched this duo. You would not question that person. You'd be like, oh, yeah, they're a couple. Guys, I have never, I kept going, I shouldn't be, this is, is this Pornhub, like, mother-daughter incest porn? Like, that's what it looked, guys, it, well, the first scene is this young woman, Paula, and she's just completely butt naked, and she says what we just said, and she goes, you know, I love walking around naked, if I could, I'd be naked all the time, fine, Um, and, you know, me and my mum, I make sure she has everything she needs, all I want to do is just be in bed with her, we're always in bed together, naked this woman's like in her 30s she's like i'm always in bed with my mum naked it's my favorite thing to do we love i'm not we love our tickling sessions and then the mother's like yeah i like it when she goes i like it when she plays plays rough with me i like it rough with this is verbatim mm-hmm. and then they're running around the house together and she's wearing like a thong or something the, the daughter and she's then they're like tickling each other and they're like, stop, stop. And they fall on, they fall onto a sofa and then they're like lying in between each other's legs. I have never, I, and then she's stroking her arm. The mother is like petting her arm. Kate. I. I mean, they talk about how there's a cultural difference. They're like, oh, we're, you know, we're Colombian and we moved here. Um, Paula's talking. She's like, we, we moved to the U S when I was nine years old, we only had each other. So we got really, really close and we're still really, really close. And I'm like, and she's like, it's normal in Colombian families. You know, you see each other naked a lot. It's no big deal. And I'm like, okay. So your mom walks to the laundry room with her top off or something. That's one thing. That's one thing. Laying in bed, Stroking each other's arms, holding each other's hands, naked, meditating, tickling each other. I mean, she says, I love making meals for my mom. I love serving her and just sitting down and watching her eat. I like to leave her notes to let her know I'm thinking of her throughout the day. There was, there was, there was a point where they were, um, so, sorry, I'm desperately trying to find my Vicks vapor rub here. Um, they were they were um lying on um the bed or a sofa, and she said, "Oh, I know what." We, while she's stroking her arm, and I'm not just saying like a mum like petting your arm. It was seductively stroking her daughter's arm, and the daughter goes, "I know. Let's go and get our nails done. Let's go and watch dinner. Let's go and have dinner, and then a movie together." And it was said so sexually. I, the tension on these two was, it was making me deeply, deeply uncomfortable. It was, 
it was unsettling. I mm-hmm. just was picturing like, would I ever do this? And I was like, no, no, no. I would never. I won't even sleep no. clothed in the same bed as my no, mom. absolutely. I not. love her, but I'm like, no, no absolutely no. not. And then I think it's different when it comes to like friends. Like I remember me and I, I would sleep like naked or in underwear with my friend. That's very different. But when yeah. it comes to like mother it is look there's a lot of with sons the whole oedipus complex there's a lot of lines there and it gets very blurry and it gets very blurry especially i think in a lot of these cases it's been single mothers with their children Mm -hmm. what happens a lot of the time these single mothers are working their asses off to provide for their children they don't have partners so that the the child becomes a substitute partner and they don't even realize it and mm-hmm. then this sexual tension grows. And I know you think we're being, we're like exaggerating here, but guys, it is dangerous what we're watching on this television show. And what gets even darker is that Francia um, had lost her sister very recently, the mother, and um, she had a minor uh, aged daughter in Colombia. So Francia is going to adopt her and bring her to Pasadena. Now, this is a young girl that's lost her mother. Mm-hmm. And this Paula, who, I, I don't know her age, she's either 20s, 30s, she'd be either, I've no idea, was so furious. She's like, I don't know what it's going to be like when Alejandra gets here because it's not going to be me anymore. I'm not going to be number one. I'm the only child. And I started to think of all three of them lying in bed naked. And I'm like, I, I'm exiting. I'm exiting in from this. It is, it was so sick. This was a young girl whose mother just died. And she's like, I don't want her here. Where's my attention going to be? She's in her thirties. Yeah. It's, it's dark. You're right. It is dark. And then we see the mother and I'm sure this was all set up for production, but the mother's like, I've been talking to someone online and I'm going to go on a date with him. His name is Chris. And Paul is like, really? Okay. And she stood there. She doesn't want to wear clothes around her mother. It's, So she's in the kitchen in a thong and like this, this strapless looking, really uncomfortable strapless bra. Strapless bras are uncomfortable anyway, but it's like a strapless Mm -hmm. bra. And it doesn't like, it's ill-fitting. It was just really weird. So she goes, I'm going on a date. She goes, where are you going? Oh, my favorite coffee shop, blah, blah, blah. So she, this woman meets, Francia meets the guy and they sit down having a pleasant enough conversation. And then Paula comes along, obviously, half production, half probably just her anger. And she sits down and she starts going, what are you doing afterwards? And she's like, well, we're going to go dancing. And she goes, um, you can do that another time. You're coming home with me. And Francia's like, well, um, and the guy's like, I would like to go dancing with your mother. No, she's coming home with me. And so she leaves with her. It. Chris says, Chris says, it feels like another man just came in here and swept this woman away from me. It was like that kind of energy, he said, and. That it is how worked. I felt. It really did. I mean, Kate, the if can you imagine if we get to the point where like, and now we bring on a psychologist, a Harvard-trained psychologist doctor to, 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 to analyze this? Because, I mean, the what is this woman's life? Because this Paula, if she's in her thirties, right? Like, us, does she have? Does she have a job? Does she have friends? Does she? Because you can't be this obsessed with somebody if you have other things in your life. Right. She, so she evidently doesn't. 
That's what's missing in all these people's lives. There's no friends. There's no social life. Because if you had all that and a job and colleagues and whatever, you wouldn't be like this. But there is just no one. Her whole life is her mother. They've all of the people in both of these shows have latched on to their mothers instead of facing adulthood, basically. Yeah. Well, Paula actually, I say that, but Paula actually has taken on more of the mother role, interestingly, in this yeah. dynamic too, or I guess, I don't know. She has, she, yeah. Yeah, she She, she says that Francia like, like works a lot. I think she works really long shifts. Yeah. Um, but it's that she's all I want to do on my day off when my mum is here is just lie in bed naked with her. But why naked? Like, why naked, Kate? Just put a nightgown on. Oh, God. Um. So, Kate, I mean, it goes without saying what kind of sex- sexual tension rating here from zero to ten. Ten. Yeah, ten, Nine, ten, ten. Ten, yeah. I just realised they're in Pasadena as well, which is very close to where I am, or relatively speaking so maybe i need to take a trip down to pasadena i want to get to the point kate in this podcast where we are just doing these road trips we're popping down to pasadena we're going over to coyote pass like i just want us to be going in and out dodging in and out little trips here and there reporting from live on the scene we're going and we're accosting liz in the parking lot of the restaurant she works at and saying i mean really that's the heights we want to get to um no I lows lows yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how you look at it yeah. um so I forgot to add that I had actually watched some of this before so I had watched season a uh, some of season one and in season one we met Christina and Kathy from New Jersey and the husband Carlo now I have met so I've met this couple before I was familiar with them I know Hey, I have a feeling we watched this. Have I watched this on my own? Or did you recognize these two? No, I we haven't oh, watched it. So it must have just been, apparently I decided to watch this one day. So um, now Kathy is the mother, New Jersey, and her look is, mm-mm-mm. The, the hair couldn't be more dyed black artificially if, if she tried, jet black. And then she's a, a stunning black, thick, thick, thick black eyeliner under and over the eye and then mm-hmm. some little little charming little glitter tinsel strips in the hair very much like adrian maloof mm-hmm. when she was on real housewives of beverly hills in 2010 um yep. that's that's her look you know they, they love bling they love they tanning love new, tanning, jersey. New, jersey. Bling, new jersey italian look and, you know, when I first met them, they they were trying very, very hard. And I was like, oh, they're a little bit too, they know what they're doing on reality TV. You know, I was like a little bit too much because they were all living in the mother Kathy's house when I first met them. And Kathy's husband had passed away quite suddenly. So oh, they were okay. all together. Um, and Christina and Carlo have like three boys. Um, and um, of course, Carlo has, what else do you have if you're Italian in New Jersey? <gasps> A pizzeria. A pizzeria. <laughs> so he has a pizzeria and um, she lives in a monstrously huge house. I mean, a typical New Jersey, these massive, massive houses. Yeah. Um, and uh, we didn't see it in this because we only watched two episodes, but there is a sister. Uh, Christina has a sister 
um she's was really involved in the first season as well so I don't know what the transition has been from season one to season four but we meet them and we just see Carlo's working in his pizzeria Christina's working there and Kathy's coming in all the time and being like you know you shouldn't be working too much you need to spend some more time with me let him do more at the pizzeria um but I mean, we didn't see a lot of them, but I know their backstory and they really are like every single second, they would be very conniving behind Carlo's back. Like they would, you know, they, she would buy a house with her mother that was like next door, but not tell him. Yeah. I thought that was a wild move, wild mm. move to not tell your, your husband that you're buying a house with your mom. Very daring, very daring. So we didn't see a lot of them in this episode but um they are one of the mainstays they've evidently been on it now for four seasons um because they they like to get up to little little adventures you know they're the they're the couple that tlc has kind of chosen as we'll keep them on because they're interesting they know how to play to camera they go on little hijinks you know it's yeah exactly Mm. yeah they they weren't too dark they didn't seem too dark or anything they were just like okay this is just a close family and you know an opinionated mom like she she wasn't like I don't know that I didn't have there was no sexual tension we'll put it that way there (laughs) was no we will say zero on that one zero on that one um who do you want to go to next Kate uh the next one I have is Shay and Mm. Angie Mm, so I think Shay is the youngest daughter yeah, um, I think so. Because she's only 23. Mm, sure. And um, <laughs> so she tells us that she is a trans woman. Um, she still lives with her mom. Her mom drives her everywhere. Uh, they've gotten a lot. They've always been close. They've gotten even closer since she transitioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angie, the mom, tells us that she's always been super protective of her child because um, when Shay was a baby was born with, um, I believe a heart condition of some mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. that, um, you know, had them in and out of hospitals. And eventually by the time Shay was 10 years old, uh, was told by doctors that she was in the clear and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they could kind of not worry anymore about it. But anyways, that has always, that's kind of colored their relationship. She's very, very, very protective, very, nosy you know Mm -hmm. who are you talking to she always wants to protect shay and then now there's an added layer because she's like okay now you're a trans woman i want to make sure that no one's giving you trouble or anything Mm -hmm. so yeah to be fair this one was the most normal because um there was i mean shay they said that shay was in the hospital for most of her 10 first 10 years of life with a heart condition that is just unbearable for a mother to see that and for shay to go through that so you have that then we find out that shay has massive anxiety in a car because her and her mum were in a horrendous they showed photos of a car accident that they were in and it was they said they shouldn't have come out alive i mean it was that bad the car looked it was something of a nightmare yeah and so shay gets terrible anxiety which you can completely understand in cars never got a driver's license so her mum drives her everywhere which completely makes sense um plus you know now that going through her transition the mother is very very protective of her going through this and all the stages that she's going to go through 
you understand the closeness you know there's not really anything odd about this at all no no it didn't seem odd to me she's she's giving they're getting their nails done and she's you know helping Shay with tips on like shaving your legs and stuff and I'm like this is like typical like and Shay's so young too I was very young very young there's a there's a stepdad that's kind of the conflict right there's a stepdad that's kind he's accepting and he's a nice Mm. seemingly nice guy from the two episodes we saw um but he's kind of like okay you know Shay's in her 20s like when is she gonna move out and that type of thing I think it was like that but the man um the stepdad he really did seem like a lovely stepdad because the the bio dad wasn't ever in Shay's world which is very sad so you have that as well with the accident with the heart condition it's just a mother being really protective of her daughter and they're young so you know not very interesting people but not the drama of like a 35 year old that's naked in bed with her mum every night so That was a different one. No sexual tension. No sexual tension. Zero. Then we get on to the worst that I remember. These were these people were in season one, two. So they've lasted from season one, season four. <laughs> sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I'm such a mess. I'm so sorry. Um, Sunhi and Angelica. Now, I met them in season one, and it was so depressing. First of all, they live in Vegas, and it resembled very much the life of um, uh, Debbie and Colt from 90 Day Fiancé, just in the middle of of a desert of vague outskirts of the Strip, Vegas. And Sunhi had explained to us in, in season one that they bathed together, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They bathe together. This is a woman in her 20s, something at this point, late 20s, and her mother. They use the same bath water and they said, we we, we bathe together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was in a relationship with a man named Jason who, who is still around. And Jason is one of the most boring. Now, he's changed in this season. And I'll tell you why. Because when you met him, he was like a plain white envelope. Like there was nothing worse than even now he was just oh yeah worse he was meek and he just go okay and soon he was like you're a waste of space you're disgusting you shouldn't be anywhere near angelica i hate you um you're awful and he's like well you know he speaks this i love your daughter but and i remember watching it being like this is so awful and jason it just just everything about him was just so bland and meek and soon he'd like destroyed him and then he wanted to propose to Angelica and um then soon he found out that he already had been married before and that was a big bone of contention anyway when I last saw it he proposed to her they were going to get married and then Angelica was pregnant with a baby so we see them now and they're all still I'm like wow they're all still together kind of Sunhi, Angelica and Jason were living in his place together, which Sunhi has taken over the mother and said, I, I decorated this entire place much better when he had it. This is his house. They have a daughter now that's around two, I think, Amara. And um, Sunhi still naked bathes with um, Amara. And I'm sure probably still with it. She's like, if there was a bathtub big enough, all three of us would bathe together. She's like, I take out, I, t- I look after his daughter because Jason does nothing. Then we start hearing about 
horrendous things about how Jason is so terrible. He doesn't cook like he has. He's a he's a ch- man child. That term can be thrown around, but that's exactly he can't cook. Uh, uh, he can't boil water. So he so soon he calls him the babysitter, and they'd gone out. They come back and they were like, "What did she Amara eat? Just nibbles. Like what? A banana? Because he can't cook. Won't get off his ass to cook anything or learn how to cook." apparently and this was this was something that i was like i don't want to hear this again this is so dark he leaves her in dirty diapers which is is child abuse and i was like i can't i i i really don't want to hear this or think that this is true yeah and you know there's a couple of things going on we hear this and you're like he is a disgusting pig and i noticed how he's changed a bit he's we've seen in flashbacks that he's actually was yelling at Sunhi to get out of his life and all of this and this has definitely been four or more years and when I first met him he was just so mild and just boring and meek and like a house plant like didn't do anything was just sat in the corner um but what I think is going on here is that he's like Sunhi has completely taken over my role and everyone is to blame here everyone but I think that you know, Sunhi has completely neglected him and belittles him and has he's withered down to absolutely no role. So he's engaged in his arrested development and he's just a a, a, a man child with no personality, no gravitas, no assertion. And so but then he's never going to be able to get that because Sunhi's taken all his role away from him the second that child was born. So that, you know, both of them in this situation, all three of them, it's just a terrible combination. You see the scene where he's playing bloody video games at 30 something. And Angelica comes in and says, you know, you need to, um, you need to help with putting the baby down. And he's like, I'll be there in a second. And, you know, she's like, no, just pause it. He's like, I can't, it's a live game. It's a stupid thing. But then suddenly he's like, oh, he never helps putting her down to sleep but then she's there doing it all the time so he can't win and she kind of sees herself not only as the baby's grandma but she'll sometimes slip and say she's her mom and she's um you know really taking on a mom not just a Uh grandma but like a mother role it's really a vicious cycle of dysfunction it's it's him being a total bump on a log, like uh-huh. deadbeat dad, uh-huh. not engaging, not bothering to learn these skills to be a good parent. Uh-huh. It's her completely bulldozing the household and taking over. And then they just bait each other and they just fight. He calls <laughs> her, he says, How do you, why are you behaving like this? You're a guest in this home, mm. which she's like, Okay, I'm a guest. I'm doing all of the cleaning, cooking, taking care of your child every day, and you're calling me a guest. And then, and then she's berating him and, you know, mm-hmm. completely dashing any confidence he has as like a person. But he's, I don't know. It was really hard for, I totally understand what you're saying about her being so like her part in this, but I just, the part you mentioned with the diapers, I was like, honestly, he can't come back from that with me. No, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's horrendous. And all three of them are just people that have horrendous social skills. Like none of them are friends. 
Um, That Angelica never had any friends apart from her mother. So in school, she had no friends. She had no sleep. It's a running theme with all of them. They were loners in school. They, the parents were their only friends and their social skills are so poor that they cannot communicate. So they all end up in this complete dysfunction of a living condition. And it's just, it's awful. It's so awful. They have the dad over Jurgen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is Jason's dad. And Sonny says to us, Jason is very lucky that his father is here because if he wasn't, I'd punch him in the, th- in the throat. And I was like, that's, okay. That's the level of them. And I remember in the very first season, it wasn't mentioned here because they'd been on for so long, but Sonny was left by Angelica's bio dad very, very early. So once again, another theme she was left, so she had to raise Angelica all by herself. And it's just dysfunction after dysfunction. And the most haunting thing that I got away from this is that Sunhi says to the camera, I like bathing with Amara because I want to create the bonds with her like I did with Angelica. Mm-hmm. Oh, cycle continues. It's just awful. I don't know. I I agreed with her with the dad coming. He had his Jason has his dad yep. over to do his dirty work, and that pissed mm-hmm. me off too. I'm like I, you can't, like you say, he can't communicate. So oh, he, the dad oh, comes over to I say, know. "Hey, you should really step back." They're they're a young couple; they need their own space. It's like it's, that's a pretty easy. Like, why couldn't you just say that? He calmly? can't. I know he can't. He's such a loser. But yeah, his dad Jurgen comes in and not not like. So he doesn't even get up from the chair she's lying on to greet him. It's just all so rude and awkward. Yeah. And and, it, and then again, and then it's you place all of that in the barren desert of Vegas, and you're like, oh, it's horrible. Um, sexual tension between these two, definitely some there. Um, scale of one to ten, I would be going five point five. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I have Colty news. I just <gasps> saw on Instagram. Yeah. That his wife, we always forget. Yeah. Sorry, everyone's screaming. What's her name? Uh, uh, Colt and look. Vanessa. 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 Vanessa was doing uh, like Q&A on her Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, are you going to film again for 90, anything for 90 day? And mm-hmm. she said, no, absolutely not. And someone was like, is Colt going to? And she goes, I highly doubt it. And then someone was like, what happened on set? And (gasps) she said that they were filming a scene with trampolines and Colt got very injured. And they're like upset with production about it. Yeah. Trampolines. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So I think Colty like fell off a trampoline and broke his leg or something. I mean, I don't know what happened. Holy shit. Somebody get for some. If that is great intel, Kate. I saw it right before we started recording. I'm like, I gotta bring, the, I gotta shoehorn this in somehow. So speaking oh. of Vegas, yeah, I think maybe uh, there's some sort of production snafu. Gonna be a lawsuit. <laughs> Buckle up, TLC. Um, all right. So, Kate, how many pounds of learning are you gonna give um, Smothered? Um, I give this a lot. I, d- I did want to give like an honorable mention to the couples mm. that weren't on the first two episodes. Cause mm. I mostly because I wrote stuff down and I'm like, mm. well, I might as well say it. Yeah. So just really quick. I only have like a note on each of them. 
Oh, okay. There's Cher and Dawn are on this okay. season and they were on, they've been on the whole time. And oh. they're the ones who look like twins. Oh, like, I know those ones with the jet black hair, Miami. Yes, yep, yep, yes. yep, 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 yep. And so um, their whole storyline is like share, shares the daughter and her husband is done with his residency in New York. So they're moving yeah. to Florida and she's like, the mom wants them to move to Tampa, but his family's in mm-hmm. Miami, whatever. And then um, there's Ashley and Kathy and they like, get plastic surgery together they do boudoir photo shoots together and they even date the same men hey i did see those two popping up they were both like blonde short hair very midwestern looking yes and they yeah and they said they had dated the same (gasps) oh yeah yeah they looked really good I'll probably keep watching because I was <laughs> I was very intrigued. And then there's a sister that gets she ends up feeling really left out, which I'm like, ooh, yikes. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other duo is Lauren and Lisa, and um, the daughter is uh, is married to a woman, and no. there is some story. So they were on last season, and okay. apparently the mom and the daughter like secretly there was like a secret insemination situation no no yes so i'm probably gonna go back and watch all of it yeah because she's pregnant in it yeah and her wife is like her mom thinks that she's gonna be like the parent of this child secret insemination so okay. i'm i'm gonna right. go back and probably watch this Pretty from good. season one honestly because i was into it uh, so pounds of learning i would say i would say uh 575 really good ooh, 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 ooh. i'm gonna give it I 500 like it. it is great i mean and we should yeah. note as well that this is one of tlc's highest rated shows smothered yeah. is huge yeah it's wild. um so guys yeah if go back i think i might dip into it as well okay it was good all right so now we're going to the time. We're going to head over. This is the time in the show that everyone gets a tingle and a jingle for. We're going over to the Wheel of Shame. All right, guys, Wheel of Shame. We are back with the glorious Wheel. And as you know, Kate had added a lot of shows from Discovery Plus. So some days we might be, we might, we have a mix in here of leftover TLC stuff, stuff like Sister Wives, Strange Love. And then we have some um, Discovery Plus stuff like Finding Bigfoot, which I'm so looking forward to, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, Kate, um, you know, we know that it was a theme last week, but will the shame any predictions for this week? I'm feeling something kind of sci-fi, like, yeah, like Bigfoot. Mm, that would like, be nice. Yeah, that would some, be nice. Something a little, you know, maybe aliens or, yeah, something, um, something like Aliens, that. and that would be very apropos because considering that there have been objects, I mean, do you want to talk? Well, we won't talk about it now, but objects in the sky that have been shot down multiple that are, are not Chinese spy balloons, they're alien crafts. That's what's been going on this weekend. So everyone buckle up. For the alien invasion but before the alien invasion until the alien invasion we will be watching tlc and coming to you each week from the yes. wheel of shame so, yeah. <laughs> so let's go three two one spinning oh yeah bigfoot or an alien one would be so nice yeah. all right so let's see we have first one up is going to <laughs> oh god what is it okay 
the wheel of shame gave this to me because it knew I was sick this week. Sex sent me to the ER. Guys, it is the show that is featuring yours truly playing a nurse in one of these godforsaken episodes that I have no idea which one it's on. And there's like 115 episodes. But this is one we have been waiting for, Kate. Yes. Oh this, my gosh. You're going to have to look at the years that they came I out know. and figure it out. Gu- yeah. Guys, I think if I could find my old central casting breakdown or something, I may be able to find my starring role. But it, <laughs> guys, I would be more excited if I wasn't lying in bed with a heating on and two duvets on top of me right now. But I, we have sex sent me to the ER. Yes. I mean, the, the wheel of shame knows. The wheel of shame knows. All right, for the next Always. one. <gasps> Three, two, one, spinning. I can't give us a goodie. Oh, can you imagine if you gave us Alaskan women looking for love? Like the two ones that I love. Okay, first, next be... up is. Oh, <laughs> this will be interesting. This is Discovery Plus. Okay. And this is um, Wags LA. So that's wife and girlfriends of sports, of soccer players, usually in England, Wags. But yeah, or football players. I think it stands for wives and girlfriends of sports people i think <laughs> sports some uh, guys i don't know i'm sick whatever wives know. and girlfriends wives and girlfriends but it's going to be based in la so okay we have wags la we have sex sent me to the end those are nice dif- different ones different yeah. ones i yeah. like that that's dynamic i like that it is dynamic that's the word um guys we will put on our instagram tender love and care podcast the exact episodes we're going to watch so i have a lot of research to do to try and find this once again starring role I am wheeling a gurney away. I mean, that is the level of stardom I got to. I'm going to cry laughing, I think, when I see you on TLC. I I can still remember being, um, I was going to say, backstage or in the green room. No, 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 no. In a holding chair. Right. Um, And remember the conversation I was having with a girl. Her name was Elizabeth, and she was converting to Judaism. And um, she was telling me about her family. And I can actually still picture where we filmed. We filmed it in this godforsaken place, like this medic, this whole place in downtown L.A. That is it's not like one of the studios, but it's used for any hospital stuff you're going to film. And it was a full we went in there. I remember we went in there and it was full. it was like a full up, full set up hospital. And it was really eerie. And we were filming at night. And it was super mm. spooky. Yeah. And it was right in downtown in this like old factory, but it's set up for filming. It was super scary. Yeah. But um, I still remember the conversation in holding that I was having with that girl, Elizabeth. And I have no idea where she's now. She changed her name to a Jewish name. She changed everything about her lifestyle. Um, she was very interesting. She was from um, Washington State. I remember that. So maybe, um, maybe she ended up on WAGS LA. Maybe I highly <laughs> doubt it. But yeah, maybe. Um, so guys, I will give you some more unbelievable insider information like that from behind the scenes on the classic sex sent me to the ER next week. So check our Instagram, Tender Love and Care podcast. We will put up the exact episodes we're gonna watch. And I'm gonna take a um NyQuil, get under these two duvets and pass out. Kate. As we say every week, thank you so much for listeners. You're all amazing. Anything particularly you want to let them know, Kate? 
Um, yeah, follow us on social media. Check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash tender loving care pod. We are currently covering Real Hots of New Jersey. We're doing recaps. Mm-hmm. So if you are a Bravo fan, head over there. It's $5 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, super cheap. And um, yeah, tell a friend about the pod. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Yes, okay. we love you. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.